Capital of the world. A Smith screen. Hoji will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no record for human life. It's the TC Martin Show. Oh! Flight nine is cleared for landing. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. And Saul says, hey, pass a big ticket. TC Martin. Oh, here comes the Birdman. Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're aerodynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Olé. Olé. Oh, yes. Olé. On this wild Wednesday, glad to have you with us here. Hour number two as we continue on here. I want to thank Mattress Mac for joining us. Last hour, $75 million or richer for the Astros winning the World Series. There you go. All right. And uh, don't forget, Friday we'll be at the Westgate. Come on out see the show live. Of course, 2 to 4 p.m. Jay Schrader will be uh, joining us. And uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I always get in trouble of, like, the quarterback. The quarterback. I don't know. Is it Jay Schrader or is it Steve Berline? Steve Berline will join us this hour. So hang tight with that. Brian Salmon from News 3 as well, too. But we start... Off talking on UNLV running Rebel basketball with the head coach Kevin Kruger. The Rebs are one and oh with their victory on Monday night against Southern University. The Jaguars, is uh, the Rebels defeat the Jags, uh, Monday night 66 to 56. Kevin Kruger joins us now. What's going on, coach? Oh, not too much. How are you guys doing? Uh, good man, good, good, good. So you're one and oh, that feels pretty good, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's good to get off to a good start. Yeah. Now, see, I guess we, we have to bring up the World Series because last time we had you on, we talked about it. I know you were rooting for the Phillies for the Las Vegas connection, but you know, I don't know how much uh, you got a chance to, to watch any of it, Kevin, or that uh, you know incredible game number six, but uh, give us some World Series thoughts. I know you're a baseball guy. Yeah, I didn't get to watch as much as I would have liked to, of course, but I was always rooting for, you know, like you said, that Vegas connection, and hopefully they can stick together and, and, and build from, you know, obviously a great run, but, you know, maybe even take next year. Yeah, and I think, and I think uh, you know, talking about Bryson Stott, former UNLV Rebel player, uh, had a fantastic career at UNLV, and then he, you know, a first-round draft pick, and he, they really shoot him up, uh, you know, the system there where he gets to, to play quite a bit here this year. I think it was a great season for Bryson Stott. And, and talk a little bit about, you know, the, the Rebel program because uh, they, they do a fantastic job there uh, on, on the baseball diamond as well. Yeah, I think, you know, just UNLV as a whole is, is, is definitely a great overall athletic program. And, and you've got a lot of, of sports winning and continuing to progress. And, you know, not just, uh, of course, baseball doing what they've done historically and, you know, Lindy went in the championship last year. Marcus has got him in a good mm-hmm. position this year to get to a bowl game, and, and hopefully basketball is kind of on the way as well. Of course, golf uh, is always extremely competitive, and and so you, you could really go down the list on that. On that, Yeah, no question about it. All right, man. So we sit there and we, we talk uh, about the Rebs winning 66-56. 
how was your how was your game one jitters or I don't know maybe not jitters but uh, compared to last year's game one? Well, I think uh, yeah, I think you know anytime you go out with the lights and the and the fireworks and, and fans, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, we had the three in Canada, but um, there's just a little different approach in, in the foreign trips because the record doesn't matter. You want to make sure you you try everything that you had kind of that you had talked about as a staff and in terms of rotations and lineups and plays and and mixed in with some freedom. So the, the, there's definitely a little bit of a, a difference because they, you know, like that now they count. And um, so there is that little bit, and I think that's, uh, that showed a little bit on Monday night. But at the same time, I think there was a lot of really good plays made. All right. Very good. And, and this year, I mean, you actually like, knew like, you know, where to sit down and stuff like that. Where, where last year, you're a little bit confused, right? Stand up, sit down. Oh, I'm not in that second or third chair anymore. I, I, I got to sit at the head of the bench, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> standing up or sitting down was always a big uh, discussion point. Yeah, but see, we got kind of used to the standing up now, right? You like you like to pace a little bit, don't you? You like to pace. A little bit. It's nice to be able to get up and walk around a little bit. Hey, how about this? You know, the 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 coaches. You know, I don't know if that was a directive or somebody just, you know, started it, you know, going back last year where everything was just more casual. Do you enjoy, you know, wearing uh, wearing the, the, the sneakers than, than, than the, the, the hard uh, top shoes? Got to feel a lot better, I right? I do. Yeah? I do. The quarter zip and the, and the sneakers, is it's just more comfortable. It just feels more – it just feels more like what we're supposed to be wearing. Um, but I do think, you know, you as long as you keep it, you know, we we here we like to wear dress pants and uh, and a quarter zip with a polo. So I, I feel like it's got kind of a business casual approach to it, but uh, it still looks uh, appropriate for the workplace, but not uh, uh, but still respectful to the game. No, I'm with you, and it just seemed like it took a long time coming because when you look at the different sports, you look at football coaches. I mean, they're 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 out there. I mean, basically, you know, uh, they're sweating around. They're looking like a football player. We baseball managers are actually in uniform, and then with the basketball, you know, we see the three piece suits. We've seen all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it's nice to have that more casual approach like you said whether it's a the, the zip or, or or whatever it is but it just seems like that that you know happened during covid it was like okay or now the casual thing or some non-conference stuff but it seems like it kind of carried over during the course uh through march madness and all the way throughout the tournament as well too so and i guess that is just a a choice for each coach in each program too right yeah, I think well, and at the end of the day, it's the president's decision. As long okay. as he's okay with, uh, as long as President Whitfield's okay with what we're wearing, we we'll keep it this way. But yeah, I think it just started during COVID with no fans and a lot of games, you know, just being on TV. Uh, you know, there was a comfort level that entered, and uh, I'm glad though that you know I have it. It hadn't gone gone back because we're definitely more comfortable as a staff this way. There it is. Kevin Kruger joins us, head coach at UNLV. 1-0, defeated Southern 66-56. Next up, Incarnate Word coming up on Saturday night. Kevin, what was the best thing that you saw uh, on Monday night from your team? Well, just the defensive intensity. Uh, you know, for 40 minutes, we had really good uh, defensive intensity, and our mindset was really good. You know, forcing 28 turnovers um, allowed us to get a little bit of a lead, and then we, we hit some lulls offensively. And But uh, defensively, we just we just had the security to – to trust our defense and uh, you know the offense, I think is gonna it's gonna be a work in progress when you got new guys and it's something that uh, you know is gonna continue to get better throughout the year. 
We talked last week about E.J. Harkless. I think he's a guy that, you know, could really be a, a great piece here, and he's an experienced guy. And, again, you know, played for your dad at Oklahoma as well too. Talk a little bit about, you know, his development and what you saw with him on Monday night. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a big part of this team, and he's somebody who's been really limited up until the last few weeks, uh, just coming off the knee surgery in February. So uh, he, he's somebody I think is just going to continue to get more comfortable. Um, his, his role and his, uh, his responsibilities are going to continue to grow as the year goes on. But, um, you know, he, he's the most established guy that we have. You know, being 10 points a night uh, in, the, in the Big 12 is – is something that uh, that we're going to lean on and continue to expect more out of him as the year goes on. Do you view him as like a Bryce Hamilton type? Are their games similar or just from a standpoint where we know that Bryce really kind of commanded uh, a lot of the offense and a lot of attention defensively for other teams? But And, and again, you know, kind of was your bell cow as far as a scorer. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Bryce, was a, he's a naturally gifted scorer. Um and and that's kind of what that's in his DNA. Um, EJ has the ability to score, uh, but I, I don't know if I'd put really put anybody in the same category as Bryce. It's uh, Bryce is a little different, um, a little unique in that aspect. But but EJ can absolutely go score. He, he's a good shooter. Uh, he knows the right plays to make. So uh, I, I think he's somebody that uh, will will make a lot of big shots for us this year. On the flip side. Give us something that you uh, you felt that you have addressed with the team in the last couple of days. That hey, you guys need some work on that. What area do you guys really need some work? Well, we just got to get better about being more confident and more deliberate offensively. Um, we had a lot of uh, okay possessions in the first half, and but then in the second half, when the game got kind of junked up a little bit, we've just got to be more confident, more secure that the shots we're taking are are the ones we want. Um, and then, you know, taking them with the confidence that we're going to make them. You know, we had, I think we had a lot of opportunities where when they started uh, pressing a little bit more that we should we could have maybe gotten to the rim a little bit more, drawn some more fouls at the rim, attacked a little bit more instead of being as conservative as we were, uh, you know, trying to play keep away instead of, you know, exploiting the, the pressure and, and taking layups. Is your approach pretty much the same this year? Because as we know, uh, you know, good coaches will adapt to the talent that they have. And, and, of course, with the transfer portal and the way everything is, I mean, you're looking at basically retooling a roster almost every year in college basketball. And we know that has not been the norm, you know, going back, you know, for decades. And now we're seeing more of this over the last few seasons. So talk a little bit about your approach this year with this team system-wise. Have you changed anything up? Or is it pretty much similar to what you've done last year? Um, there are some similarities for sure, um, but no, we'll, we'll, we we want to adapt and evolve to the team that we have as a staff, and because uh, and, at the end of the day, we feel it's about putting the guys in situations where we can create an advantage for them, and uh, and they can just kind of make plays for each other, and so we we don't have uh, necessarily the same exact plays that we ran last year offensively to finish the year, but we do have some similar um, type sets and. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, we just we just want to get them in situations where they can they can kind of let their instincts kick in and make plays for each other. You know, we saw some full court press. We saw you know the attention to detail with defense. Uh, is this something we're going to see a little bit more this year? Uh, maybe picking up you know ninety four feet. Yeah, I mean we uh, you know that was something that we concentrated a lot on coming from last year. We didn't force enough turnovers. We didn't uh, create enough points off turnovers and. Uh, 
So that was something that we wanted to do more of this year. And I think uh, so. what you saw in game one is something that we're hoping to be able to do more and more uh, frequently and make it more of a, our staple. Mm-hmm. What do you think – what would you say to fans as far as like, okay, this year's UNLV team is identity-wise? Um, hopefully just, uh, you know, the gritty. You know, so we've got to be a, a team that just plays really hard and, and competes the – and even like we did on Monday, you know, they, the guys competed and they worked really hard to get the win, and and that's all that really matters. And so if you can, if we can have our DNA and our identity being one where people leave the Thomas and Max saying those guys play really hard and have a lot of fun, then uh, I think we'll uh, be able to win a lot of games. All right, looking forward to it. Kevin Kruger, the head coach of the UNLV Running Rebels, he starts the season two here, and the Rebels get off to a nice start with a victory on Monday night against Southern University, uh, 66-56. Kev, we'll let you go. We appreciate the time. Uh, as always, my friend, we'll look forward to talking with you, of course, uh, you know, a-, a lot during the course of this season. So good luck. Continue on, my friend. All right, thanks, guys. Here you go. There he is, Kevin Kruger, our guy, UNLV head coach. It's great to talk to him year-round. And uh, now here we are in the thick of the season just starting. Always great to get off to a 1-0 and start. Doesn't matter who you play. Uh, now, obviously, you're playing Incarnate Word coming up on Saturday. That'll be uh, pretty much a cupcake. Um, but this is a, a team that's played a lot of tough competition uh, over the years. We're talking about you know the visitors that are coming in. And then it's going to get interesting. Because next Tuesday, Dayton comes to town. Now, the Dayton Flyers... We've seen them in the NCAA tournament. They're basically a perennial contender year in and year out when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they play in the Atlantic 10, strong program. I think this is going to be a good test for UNLV on Tuesday night. Now, you can say that UNLV you know, just had better athletes um, and just, you know, they were just better, you know, they had better players than Southern. And that's going to be pretty much the same thing, too. They'll probably outman Incarnate Word. But now when you play Dayton, all right, that's a major conference. And uh, Dayton's had a lot of success, as we know. Uh, Well-coached team. So Tuesday night will be very, very interesting. Looking forward to that as Dayton, the Dayton Flyers, come to town and take on the UNLV running Rebels.